I don't know about you, but weather apps have always been a bit confusing for me. Luckily, some people have looked into this and shared their findings on the internet. It turns out that the percentage of rain you see on your day-to-day app doesn't actually predict the chances of rain. Instead, it stands for the percentage of the area in question where it'll surely rain. So, for example, if there's a 30% chance on your app, it means 30% of the territory will experience rainfall. Not all apps use the same formula to calculate these probabilities, though. Some have their estimations based on another formula altogether. It takes into account both the percentage of the confidence that it'll rain and the percentage of the area that will have rain. For instance, if there's a 50% chance of rain on 80% of the given area, the probability of rain will be 40%. Whenever you find yourself at a grocery store while only popping in for a couple of items, I recommend you go for the self-checkout counter. This way, you can avoid crowds and leave regular counters for people that actually need assistance with their groceries. But you might have noticed that some self-checkout counters have an annoying voice that keeps yelling back at you, repeating every action you perform on the device. If you're more of a quiet type and prefer to scan your items discreetly, here's a hint. There on the screen, you're likely to find a volume button. Or there might be another variation with a mute button. There you go. Shopping in utter, silent bliss has never been easier. Going to the supermarket for a full round of weekly shopping? I got you covered too, just in case you forgot you needed a coin to use one of those bigger shopping carts. If you have a rounded key somewhere on your keychain, you can use its top part as a coin replacement. You won't have to be wandering around the parking lot asking people if they can help you out anymore. There are a lot more interesting things you can do with a regular hand sanitizer than simply getting rid of germs and bacteria. For starters, you can give your sunglasses or specs a little cleaning with a bit of sanitizer poured on a soft cloth, preferably microfiber. Given these items are frequently around your face, eyes, and nose, it's nice to have a little cleaning routine for them. And sanitizer is always at hand wherever you go. You can also use this liquid gel to get rid of paint stains or pre-treat greasy stains before washing clothes in the machine as usual. Just make sure to reach out for an unscented, uncolored sanitizer when it comes to fabrics. You can also use it to clean your car mirrors and windows as it helps to protect them from frost and fogging up. Plus, hand sanitizer can be a great substitute for cleaning spills on child car seats. Now, how about mosquito bites? Yep, your sanitizer is good for those too. It can help with the itching. It's also a great way to disinfect minor scratches if you don't have a first aid kit lying around. French's mustard squeeze bottles have lids that can click into place when you open them all the way back. So you don't have to worry about that dried out mustard stuck in the cap anymore. Lip balm also has a bunch of other uses apart from hydrating your lips. It can help with touching up your makeup in case mascara ends up on your face. You just need to put some lip balm on the smudge and wipe it away. In this case, your lip balm will act as a makeup remover. Have you forgotten to touch up your manicure and now your cuticles are dry? Lip balm will come to your rescue. Apply a bit close to the edges of your nails and massage it in. Lip balm can also help you if you need to dye your hair dark. To prevent stains on your skin, smudge some lip balm along your hairline. 
it will absorb the hair dye and prevent you from getting any pesky dark spots. Before applying perfume, put some lip balm on the areas you plan on spraying. It will help the scent last longer since it's known to work better on moisturized skin. There's another product in your house that is equally as useful, nail polish. Trust me, you can do a lot more with it than spicing up the color of your manicure. For example, you can use it to keep shoelaces from getting frayed. Put a little clear nail polish on the tips of your laces and they won't fray anymore. Clear nail polish can help to prolong the life of your eyeglasses. Those little screws can get looser and looser as time goes by. Again, paint some clear nail polish over those minuscule screws. It'll help tighten the grip for a longer period of time, and it's also completely unnoticeable. You can use nail polish as a replacement for glue if a precious stone falls out of your ring or necklace. A tiny drop of clear nail polish can be a quick fix until you can take your jewelry item to a specialist. On the subject of how to take care of your jewelry, you might know there are certain types of metals that can rust or turn black faster than others. The good news is, you can keep some of them new for longer if you paint a thin layer of clear nail polish over these places. It also helps to avoid that green tint a piece of jewelry can sometimes leave on your skin. Ever tried to remove glue marks left by labels from various objects and ended up making a bigger mess? Yeah, we've all been there. But there are some easy methods you can use that are certainly within your reach. One of them is to use standard cooking oil, like vegetable or canola oil. You can even use peanut butter or mayonnaise. All you need to do is spread the substance evenly over the glue mark, let it work its wonders for about an hour or so, and then simply wipe it away. If you don't want to waste food, there's another approach. Use a hairdryer. Gently direct the heat toward the label you're trying to remove, and it should attach easily. Just be careful not to overheat the plastic or glass container. You may end up damaging it. We all use Google for almost everything these days, but I bet I can still share some little Google secrets that you haven't heard about yet. Like the fact that it has some built-in games available if you're ever that bored. Like tic-tac-toe, for instance. Just type tic-tac-toe in the search bar and start playing it with Google. There are only so many ways you can play this game, and there's always the possibility of a tie. But it's a simple way to spend hours if you have some time to waste. There's also a secret little game hidden in Google Chrome, if that's your browser of choice. It comes with an added perk. It can still be played if you're not connected to the internet. Remember that little dinosaur that pops up whenever Google Chrome can't reach a certain page? Turns out, you can click on the creature and play a little game while you're waiting for the internet to be back on. If you're just curious about the game itself, type chrome colon forward slash forward slash dino in your address bar, press the space bar, and start playing. This little game is apparently played about 270 million times each month. I can't help but wonder if people are actually using it when they don't have a stable internet connection or if they choose to play this game. Open almost any book and you'll see at least one or sometimes even more blank pages either in the front or in the back of it. The explanation for these mysterious blank pages lies in how pages are grouped before industrial printers fold and cut the paper to assemble a book. These groups of pages are called signatures within the industry. Their number can vary between four pages, 
and as many as 32, or 64, but they should all be divisible by 4 at all times. If a book is 200 pages long, it might as well fit perfectly. But if the end result is an uneven number, like 211, there will most likely be some page leftovers from one of those signatures.